It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Greeny with Mike Greenberg, the podcast. All right, rolling along. Greeny back and better than ever, which I said today for the first time since the Rodgers injury because Jeff Saturday was back with us, and that was fun. That really brought a smile to my face. We are presented by Progressive Insurance. The assembled members of the Hashtag Crew are assembled around us uh, here, both literally and figuratively. Hembo is seated to my left. we got Bubba and Cam up in Bristol. We debuted a new feature today, Sneaky Hembo. He'll do a radio trivia question every single day. All three of us got it wrong. <laughs> we all had good guesses. I, I, th- I thought they were all good guesses. I, I like, I love trivia. I hope everyone enjoys that as much as I do. Can I, can I give you one very quick geeky thing before I get into what I wanted to give you? Mm. So um, the trivia question today was, who was the last player to win Defensive Player of the Year and the Super Bowl in the same season? Obviously playing off the fact that Micah Parsons might do that. I guessed Charles Woodson. Bubba guessed Aaron Donald. And Cam guessed Von Miller. All excellent guesses, but the truth is no one had done it since James Harrison um, in whatever year that was, 07 or 08, whatever year they won. So a really good trivia question. I'm such a geek for trivia. In fact, I think this is when I first decided we should start doing trivia on Mike and Mike. That's what it is. We started doing the Stark trivia question, Jason Stark's trivia and everything. Bubba, you might remember this. I was listening to, if you ever listen on, um, on, on Sirius XM to like the 70s on 7 channel, which of course is the, the, that's the music of my childhood, of my youth. They have the old Casey Kasem Top 40 Countdown, which I vividly remember listening to. And there was a day that I was sitting outside, I was running in to grab some lunch, and he was counting them down. And he said, coming up next, we will give you the top two songs in America, whatever it was. And I sat in my car and I listened because I needed to hear what was the number one song. And I thought to myself, that's the way you keep people. That's the way you make people listen is give them something they desperately want to hear coming up next. And to me, that's kind of what trivia is. You ask a trivia question, they come back with the answer. I really like it. I like the one you had on TV today. For those of you who didn't see it, Sneaky Hembo on TV today. The way MVP voting in pro football has always worked up until this season was... Everyone, all the voters only got one vote. You had no second place, third place, fourth place votes. You voted one vote for one person, and that was it. So every vote, by definition, was a first place vote. And it was, it was a rarity, thus, that any team would have two players that both got MVP votes in the same year. So you asked the question, what's the last team that had that? And the answer was the Cowboys. It was Dak and Zeke in whatever their respective rookie year was, 2016, right? yes. 2016. So I love that stuff. That, that, that stuff is fun to me, and it's fun. I enjoy those trivia questions. Okay, we got all this football and everything else, but there's something I really want to get to here. I saw it over the weekend, and I didn't get a chance to do it yesterday because, you know, when you're coming off an NFL Sunday, you're not going to get the chance to do it. But I was just sort of scrolling through reels, and Deion Sanders has become, if it's even possible, a bigger star now than he's ever been before. And let's be clear on how big a star Deion Sanders is. If you're not old enough to remember the late 80s and the 90s, Deion Sanders may have been the biggest star in sports. 
This is a guy who played in Major League Baseball games and NFL games in the same day. In the same day. He played on World Series teams for the Atlanta Braves. He played on Super Bowl championship teams in the National Football League in San Francisco and Dallas. He was the most dynamic punt returner in the history of football, and nothing was even close. And he had kind of a charisma, a style, an it factor. Before this was a term, Dion was him. Now we say he's him, he was him. He was so famous as a player that young players today still idolize him that want to be defensive backs, even though he played 20 years before they were born. He's so famous that one night, I remember, I was watching, um, what was that show where they would uh, do the lip syncing? There was some lip sync show on MTV or one of these shows, like a very, Bubba or Cam, you might be able to tell me, that, that show that got very popular for a while where they would do the lip syncing. You know what I'm talking about? There was a show with lip syncing. And the point is that the contestants were Justin Bieber and Deion Sanders. Like, that's the kind of celebrity he became. He has become, if anything, even bigger than that. What he's doing in Colorado is unbelievable. Their game the other night had over 9 million viewers. It was the most watched late game in ESPN history. It was actually the fourth best regular season game in six years. That game came on at 10 o'clock at night, Eastern time. So Dion has electrified the world. Here's what I want you to hear, though. What I want you to hear has nothing to do with his coaching or anything else necessarily. But there's a point I've tried to make forever. I have the great privilege every now and again of speaking at graduations, high school and college graduations. I talk to young people in our industry and other places all the time. And I have this platform to say it. And I can say it till I'm blue in the face that you must not allow haters to dissuade you, to distract you, to knock you off the path that you have chosen for yourself. Don't ever listen to people who don't have your best interests at heart about how you're doing. And I think we have created a a culture where because of social media and so much else, people are so afraid to fail at anything. When the truth of the matter is, trial and error is the only proven method in human history for accomplishing anything. And half of that is error. Anyone who is ever successful in any field or endeavor has failed. You must fail spectacularly. You can never get anything perfectly right until you have gotten it at least a little bit wrong. And we're so afraid to do that now. Because you try something, it doesn't go perfectly, and boom, the criticism is everywhere, and it scares you. I get it. Maybe you have to be my age and to have existed before this in order to have thickened this skin this way, not to pay such close attention to the nonsense that is sometimes said and written about you by people who don't care about you in the first place. I can say that until I'm blue in the face, and very few people are going to listen to me because I'm not Deion Sanders. So I came across this soundbite. It happened to pop up on my reels this weekend, I guess just because Dion has become such a big deal. But the comments are actually from August 6th. Of this year. So before anyone knew how good his team was going to be, at a time when people were very much questioning whether what he was trying to do at Colorado could possibly work, he was about to coach a game in which they went in and get TCU, what were they, underdog by 20 points? So before anyone knew that this was going to work, Dion made the following point, and it is one of my favorite uh, 45 seconds of sound that I've ever heard. Look at me. 
what about me would make you think that I care about your opinion of me? Your opinion of me is not the opinion that I have of myself. You ain't make me, so you can't break me. You didn't build me, so you can't kill me. God established me, so you ain't nothing you can do to me. I've been dealing with this foolishness since Pee Wee football, man. I've been him. I've been a difference maker, a game changer. I've been that guy. So what will change now that I'm coaching? Not a darn thing. I'm not even playing the game, and you got an opinion of me. I don't care, and I wish the world thought like that. Youngsters, do not give a darn what opinion people have of you. As long as that opinion is not consistent of that of yourself. You be you. I'm not planning to make you feel good about me. I already feel good about me. I'm good. God bless that. You know, whether you love Dion or you don't love him or whatever it is, my own personal interactions with him have not always been so positive. But so what? He's a trillion percent right. And if there are any young people listening to this conversation right now, or if you are a parent of a young person, this is an excellent message to share. I'm not saying ignore all criticism. Criticism can be very helpful, beneficial. Smart people know they don't have everything right. Smart people know they should listen to criticism when it comes from the right place. When the person who is offering criticism of you has your best interest at heart, then it is worth listening to. But when criticism is coming from places where they are either A, not knowledgeable, or B, don't care about you in the first place, then don't pay attention to it. Don't pay attention to people's criticism if their praise wouldn't mean anything to you. You can get 10 positive notes on social media. I could just open up my app right now. I could tweet anything, anything. And I will get 10 people writing, we love you, Greeny, blah, 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 blah. And I will get one person saying, you suck, I hate you, whatever. And the truth is, far too many people Ignore the 10 and only hear and see and absorb the one. And that is a huge mistake, huge. And I think social media has greatly enhanced or whatever the opposite of enhanced is this problem. Because if you allow other people, people who don't have your best interests at heart to determine your behavior or your view of yourself, or your feeling about your own self-worth, the one who loses is you. They don't win or lose or anything. They're irrelevant. People you'll never see, people you'll never meet, people who don't care. Why would you allow them sit back and ask yourself this question? If you think of it this way, you'll realize it's right. I understand it's not always easy to do. But why would you allow someone who doesn't care about you and has never met you, doesn't know you, doesn't know what's important to you, doesn't know what you're doing, how you're doing it, why you're doing it, how you're working. Why would you allow that person to influence the way you view yourself or anything you do? Dion said that so much better than I did. And of course, I can't sit here and say I've been a difference maker. I'm not one of the greatest football players that ever lived, but I'm a person who's had some success in my life. So... Maybe I come from a a different feeling about this than you do if you're 15 or you're 20 or even if you're 25 and you're still trying to figure out who you are in life. So that's what I am. That's who I'm talking to. Don't let the haters, to use the current term, influence the way you view yourself. 
It's not because you're letting them win. It's because you're letting you lose. You should do what you believe in. You should do what you believe in yourself. Again, that does not mean you ignore other people's advice. It doesn't mean you ignore other people's criticism, but those people had better be people that care about you. So Hembo is a good example. If I see you doing something wrong, or I I strongly believe that there's something that you should hear, I want you to listen to me because I'm telling it to you because I care about you. I care that your life goes well, your career goes well, your marriage goes well, whatever it is we're talking about. But if Fred X 97432 on Twitter, or whatever it's now called, tweets at you, Hembo, you suck, your clothes are bad, and you're bad. Ignore that. Pretend it didn't happen. Because if you pretend it didn't happen, it is exactly the same thing as if it didn't happen. So anyway, that's something I came across over the weekend from Dion. I really liked it. I sent it immediately to Cam and I said, let's get that up and let's try one day to find a couple of minutes to get into it. Because this is something I think is really important. I'm a parent of two. uh, They're not kids anymore. I mean, to me, they're kids. But my my daughter is going to be 23 next week and my son will be 21 in December. And so they've lived their whole lives in this sort of social media world. And I see it. And I'm, I'm delighted that they seem to be pretty well adjusted and they laugh it off. I mean, they get some nasty stuff sent to them because I'm their dad and whatever, but they love it, actually. They, they find it hilarious when people write nasty things about me. I see them texting screenshots to each other all the time. Look what this guy said about dad. They find it funny. Great. That's a great attitude to have, so long as it is not detrimentally impacting your life, yourself, or your view of yourself. Anyway, that's my two cents. Anyone has a thought, you're welcome to share it. We'll move on to all the regular sports stuff in a minute. Hembo, anything? Well, I just think it requires enormous courage for Dion to do what Dion is doing. It's, it's much easier to fail mundane than it is to fail by being bold, which has been his effort since he got to Colorado. And like his message is resonating. I, I first saw this pointed out by, by Sportico. So CBS has posted um, since Sunday two interviews that they did on 60 Minutes, one with Zelensky, the, the president of Ukraine, which has 188,000 views. Right. They also posted one with Deion Sanders. Yeah. How many people do you think have watched yeah, that? Yeah, he video? was on. So I saw the coming attract. You know, I saw the preview that he was going to be on there. I have not, millions and millions of Two views. million people. Two million, yeah. More than 10 times as many. Like, as the right, president of Ukraine. Correct. And right. this is not an ESPN thing. That, this is CBS, 60 Minutes. Right. This is not the crowd, theoretically, that would be attracted to Deion Sanders, or at least not more so than the president of Ukraine. But his message is, is resonating. Like right now, he is at the epicenter of the conversation. And candidly, I'm rooting for him. I'm rooting for them. Not because I have any reason to otherwise. I'm a fan of the Eagles. I've never rooted for Deion Sanders a day in my life. But generally speaking, I root for people that are willing to take chances and do it different. And that's what he's doing. That was my two cents. I hope it resonated with someone. Um, If so, then I will have done my job for the day. We'll come back in just a moment on ESPN Radio. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors. I do, you do, we all do. Big, small. And when we keep them bottled up, as I sometimes have had happen in the past, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest, and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. It's helpful for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. It isn't just for those who've experienced major trauma. If you're thinking of starting therapy, 
Give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Greeny today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Greeny, G-R-E-E-N-Y. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Greeny. The podcast. So my buddy Neek, Dominique Foxworth, makes his way back in studio. Hembo's here. Hashtag crew all together. So what you just missed was a, it was a conversation. Deion Sanders, something that he actually said in August, I, I came across, it just popped onto my reels this weekend and I loved it. And he was talking about not allowing doubters or haters or whatever it is to sort of influence what you do. And that, that is the theme. Whenever I'm asked to speak in any place in front of young people, mm-hmm. that is always the theme I bring up because having... Um, Kids, myself, yours are younger than mine. Yeah. Not, are they social? Are they social media age yet? Yeah, I got a twelve-year-old who really wants to get involved, but we're holding off. But so you're close. Yeah, you're you're going to enter that soon, and and that is what scares me is that young people will be because of the possibility anything, any case in which you f- are perceived to fail at anything. And again, I go through my whole speech here. Yeah. But trial and error is the only way to actually accomplish right. anything in life. And so I talked about how you cannot allow yourself to be influenced detrimentally by the nasty things people will write about you on social media. And then, as soon as I finished that, I opened up my Twitter to see if there was any response. (laughs) And this could not possibly illustrate my point better. I I said, don't ever listen to criticism from people who don't have your best interests at heart. So the first one I found, someone is responding to a video that Get Up posted about me talking about the Jets. And this person wrote... Biggest fair-weather fake-ass fan in the world, Aww. talking about me. That's mean, right? Yeah. This person's handle is at board on toilet. <laughs> I swear <laughs> to you That's I'm not perfect. making that up. That's perfect. And that is the perfect yeah. illustration of what I'm talking about. Yeah. Should I be concerned about what board on toilet <laughs> thinks of me? Yeah. I mean, I, I, I'm, I'm living my life. I got yeah. stuff going on. I'm a, I'm a busy, active person. I'm going to sit around now and stew about <laughs> Bored on toilet? That, but that's, that's what I'm... That is the perfect illustration of what I'm talking about. I will say that I'm glad that you gave your spiel about um, not listening to people who doubt you and whatever on social media or elsewhere. And I'm glad that you got through the whole thing and you made it clear that it's don't listen to people who don't have your best interests at heart. Right. Because some people... 
not all people are haters. Right. I will say is that there's sometimes people give you some criticism. If they have your best interest at heart, you should accept it. Right. But I think one of the things I've learned about. We made that point. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. You're one of the things right. that I've learned because it's, it's nothing worse than listening to someone that you care about and you tell them, like, if this is something that's important to you, then you're going to have to do this. You're just a hater. Oh, right. no, I'm not a hater. I'm telling you the truth. But one of the most important things that I've learned in the last few years about parenting is, uh, or the hardest things, not necessarily the most important, the hardest things is, I think to, it's important to show my kids failure of me, you know? And I think that it's easy for us when you're a parent, uh, you only have so many years where they think you're Superman and it's so fun. They think you're the best. When there's any problem, they have small problems. You can solve it. Right. With the right amount of effort or money or time or whatever, you can solve it and they just think you're so perfect. And then you don't come home and tell them about when you had a rough day at work or when you made a mistake or you dropped uh, the ball at some, some reason. You forgot the tickets so you guys can't get on the plane. <laughs> like those things, yeah. I think it's important to show your kids that you have those issues too because when they don't they live the life where they think their parents are perfect all the time when they run into a time when they made a mistake they crumble because they're like no you're not supposed to ever mess up no your perfect father also blows it sometimes too and it's okay to blow it bounce back and fight through it all right so anyway that was a good topic here and i enjoyed it uh, i'm gonna start following at board on toilet <laughs> i'm just gonna follow him I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I like that. let's see what he has to say about other uh, important issues um while he is i guess sitting on the toilet <laughs> i appreciate that he was honest about it <laughs> With nothing else to do. Yeah, Yeah. he hates me. That's fine. Essentially, he's saying, don't take me seriously. Yeah, (laughs) that's right. How seriously can you be asking to be taken if if your Twitter name is at board on toilet? Well, he could be verified. We could could check. Did you mind? uh, Would you mind checking to see if he's verified? Well, verified means something different than it used to. It just means that you pay, right? Oh, I I guess that's right. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Has uh, he improved? Has he he gotten the Elon approval? I got to find that one. I I mean, I feel like. Um, Instagram is where you should go board on toilet. You get like, <laughs> you can go with like pictures on there. It's a lot more fun. Like go to Twitter. No, he doesn't seem toilet. to be. Uh, he doesn't seem okay. to be verified. Well, I guess then you should not. Take he is an guys. army vet. Oh, good. He's a father of two amazing daughters. Mm. Uh, whatever. I, I don't have anything against <laughs> board on toilet. He's allowed to hate me. I'm. I, believe me, plenty of people who know me well can't stand <laughs> me. It is easy to understand. But my point is. So what? Yeah. What am I supposed to do? I'm going to change. I'm going to rethink my entire life because bored on toilet doesn't like me. Okay, right, let's get to football. So one of the things that came up today, we do a feature here called "In Case You Missed It." Uh, in case you missed it, one more time. in which we bring back some of the most interesting things that were said on Get Up on the on the given day. And today we have a little exchange between you, Dominique, and Jeff Saturday. When I brought up the question, are the Cowboys the best team in the NFL? They might not be the best team in their division. The Philadelphia Eagles are still in their division. You still got to go beat the bully, right? Like you you got to go beat the team that has beaten you. And you got San Fran that hasn't looked bad the first two weeks. So as you're looking at these, you know, and, and making these blanket statements, are this is the team for the Super Bowl two weeks into a season. Let's make sure we pump the brakes. All and, we and got is flowers. two weeks. Go. All we got is two there weeks. Go. And they won 70 to 10. Dominique, that was you. Pick it up from there. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's. I understand that the question is projecting all the way to the forward, all the way in the future, but all we can go off of is the last two weeks. And I think that the reason why I'm high on the Cowboys is also because they are affirming some of my priors. I admit to some bit of confirmation bias. I said the offense is going to be fine under Mike McCarthy and good, so I'm happy to see it. I said the defense may be one of the best we've seen in a long time. So far, they are, and I'm happy to see it. But the problem with putting up the Eagles as the comparison is the Eagles have changes, so they are going to be tested. They have two new coordinators. The offense hasn't looked good yet. 
You know, so like we're we're still waiting for them to answer those questions. So I think it's fair through two weeks, one team and all of football has looked damn near flawless. And that's the Cowboys. So what else can they do to get to number one? And if you go by uh, Jeff's logic, it would suggest that there's nothing they can do to get to number one until they actually win the Super Bowl. Well, I also think that if you go by Jeff's logic, I'm, I'm not in his head. But I think what he was trying to say is over the course of a season, he believes the 49ers and Eagles are going to be better. Mm. And I guess I would ask you that question. Do you believe that by the time we get to Thanksgiving, which is when stuff starts really mattering, is what you were seeing from the Cowboys, do you think, does it mean they will be the best team all the way through? I mean, maybe they'll go up and down, but there's nothing about what they're doing that feels fluky to me. There's nothing about what they're doing that would make me be concerned. Like there are some teams that could start fast and – or they could have two mediocre wins against these bad teams. They play bad teams and they beat them like bad teams, like worse than you ever beat anybody in the NFL. There's nobody. The the Cardinals, like I was ridiculing them for tanking because their roster was so bad. They've been competitive in both of their games. And the the Cowboys have not allowed that against the teams that they've played. And if there was something, like if there was some random thing happening in these games – or if they had a rookie quarterback we didn't know about, or they had a defense that's playing out of its mind that hasn't been great the last several years. If there was something that I could look at and say, however, wait till this starts happening, then I would be concerned about them. They're, they've given me no reason to be to question. Them. Let me ask you this, because the numbers are dispassionate, as is Hembo. He's a man <laughs> without emotion. But as far as our uh, FPI, what did FPI think was the best team in the NFC before the season, and what does it think now? Well, right now I can tell you for sure that FPI favors the Cowboys, and FPI, like he said, doesn't use emotion. So like the, the, what the Cowboys have demonstrated just in two games has already swung things a lot. Like Right now we think they're 10% better than literally any team in the NFL. Let me pull up the pre, uh, preseason projections now to be able to give you a better answer. Fair to enough, because I feel like the conventional wisdom going into this season was the Eagles are the best team. I get that they lost their coordinators. I get that they're counting on a lot of young guys on that defense. But one of those young guys was the best player in the draft. They got the number one pick with the ninth pick in the draft in Jalen Carter. And so far, he looks every bit of it, right? I mean, you guys, he's been terrific. Yeah, he's been great. And, and, And Jalen Hurts, well, so let's talk about him a minute. Is it possible that Jalen Hurts has regressed a little bit to the mean? Maybe it's the absence of the offensive coordinator. Maybe it's just two games. Maybe by the end of the season we'll be saying, no, he really is the best player. But, but we literally got to a place mm-hmm. where he was being ranked yeah. as the second best quarterback in pro football. Is it possible we will say that was premature? I mean, no one is really playing out of this world as quarterback at quarterback so far this season. So I'm not going to pin it all on Jalen Hurts. But, yeah, those could be part of the issues. Their schedule last year was incredibly easy. Their their offense felt newish. You know, and there's uh, adaptation that happens. And then there's the emotional um, roller coaster of getting so close and now realizing that the only thing that matters to them is like you mentioned, after Thanksgiving. That's when you'll see the best version of uh, the Eagles. So, I haven't lost faith in the Eagles altogether, but all I can do, and again, to be completely honest, there's some confirmation bias because I picked the Cowboys to make it to the Super Bowl before the season started to win their division, and so it's nice to be able to say I was right. So that makes me want to like them even more. But there's nothing that they've done that suggests that we should put them anywhere but number one. Greeny and Neek is here in the hashtag crew. Or did you have a number for me? No, I, I wanted to piggyback on the Jalen Hurts point, but not if you want to move no, on. No, go ahead. I'm not worried about the Eagles, or at least I'm not panicking about the Eagles. But I think we need to consider 
the option. And this is going to be a very unpopular thing for me to say, especially given who my friends are. But Jalen Hurts may have just had the best season he'll ever have. Let's just tease this out for one second, right? In 2015, I'm, just, I'm going to compare him to players kind of like for like, people that he reminds me of. In 2015, Cam Newton and the Panthers won 15 games. He won the MVP, and they lost in the Super Bowl. In 2019, Lamar Jackson won the MVP unanimously in an offense that nobody could stop. Both of those guys had the best seasons they'd ever had or will ever have. The idea that all quarterbacks will improve linearly is, is simply not true. As you age, when they have to pay you with the possibility for injury, all the things that went right for the Eagles last year outside of his, of, of his control very likely won't happen again. And if you had told me at that time or at those times that those quarterbacks just peaked, I would not have believed you. But I think we at least need to consider that yeah. uh, on the list of I options for Jalen Hurts. You could throw Patrick Mahomes in there also. I think his first MVP season its probably the best season Patrick Mahomes is ever going to have. So there's a difference between producing at that level and getting better. I think Patrick Mahomes is a better quarterback than he was then, despite the fact that the numbers have changed. So Jalen Hurts has not demonstrated that he's a better quarterback than he was last year, but mm-hmm. I, I'm not out on him. But it's a reasonable thing to, to it's a reasonable question to ask. And you use comparisons that I think are fair because all of the people you named are still really good and were really good throughout their career. Like, Green, like the, the baseline for human beings is Attrition. It isn't improvement. Yeah. And Jalen Hurts is like so much of his game is based upon, is predicated upon things that aren't old man skills. I'm not suggesting yeah. he can't get better in those areas. He's still areas. so young. I, mean, I, I hear you if you want to tell me he's not going to still be great at 34, but isn't he 24? Sure. But uh, like I said, Lamar Jackson had, had his best season ever in his second year. Yeah, but we don't know that. We don't know that it's going to wind up being his best season ever. We don't know that this isn't going to wind up being his best season ever. Cam Newton had it beat out of him. The league let him yeah. get beat to shreds, and his own team let him get beat to shreds. And I remember everyone telling me when I was hosting Mike and Mike, oh, he's too big, he's too strong, he's Superman, he'll never get hurt. And you know what? He's 35 and he's out of the league. And, and who'd you, who was the other one you said besides? Lamar. Lamar and Cam Newton were my two. Or were the two examples. Okay, well, look, Jalen Hurts, I think, is going to get better. It doesn't mean that every year it will get better, but I don't think that we know. I I think Patrick Mahomes will have another year of his career. He doesn't have Tyreek Hill now. I mean, if you gave him Tyreek Hill, he would have the same numbers. Aaron Rodgers is the example of someone who was great. Then took a dip, then came back and was great again. So, yeah, the quarterbacks – and um, Dak Prescott's a guy who had a rough year last year. No one thinks is, is a bad quarterback. So, yeah, I think it's fair for you to put that on the table because we have less of a track record of success with Jalen Hurts than mm. we have with some of these other guys. Our Greeny presented by Progressive Insurance. Progressive makes bundling easy and affordable. Get a multi-policy discount by combining your motorcycle, RV, boat, ATV, and more. All your protection in one place. Bundle and save at Progressive.com. I'm going to tell you something, Dominique, that you can't know. Okay. So most of the time, you're telling me things I can't know because you played football all your life and you know it a thousand times better than I ever will. I'm going to tell you something you can't know for the same reason, which is to say probably nine out of every ten things you see in a football game, I don't. So the things you can see when you're me are really glaring. Yeah. So maybe... What the Cowboys are doing offensively may not stand out to you as much as it does to me because you see every little nuance in a football game, and I pick up maybe 10% of them. The way they're getting their plays called, 
the way they're getting that into the huddle, the way Dak is getting them out of the huddle, and the way they're getting to the line of scrimmage. Jeff Saturday made the, the comparison today. It reminds me of Peyton Manning. That's what it is. They're getting that play up there, and they're letting Dak do everything at the line of scrimmage. And, and that is something that is super noticeable when you watch them play, even to someone like me who never played it and never coached it. And I love it. Yeah, you brought that up this morning, and it wasn't something – you're right. It's not something that I um, noticed, but – it led to this is why we work together in teams. It led to the realization that, or the the um, opinion that I already know, Dak Prescott's best ability is his intelligence. And if you get him or his football smarts, if you get him to the line of scrimmage with an opportunity, with time to figure out what the defense is in, with time to change plays, he is never going to have you in the wrong play. Dak is not the fastest, not the quickest guy. He doesn't have the strongest arm. He's not uh, the most accurate quarterback in football. What he has done exceptionally well, which is why last year was hilarious, is made good decisions. That's what he's done. That's why they were really good when he was a rookie not because he was throwing the ball all around the field it was because he was making good decisions and he's that part of his game has not been lost and there's nothing better than giving him more time you don't need the coordinator back there figuring out all the solutions because the plays are the place nobody's coming up with new revolutionary football plays mm-hmm. you give him the time give him the plays give him the tools and give him some time to get up there and look and think about it for, for all of the heat that mike mccarthy has taken i actually feel good for him yeah and i don't know mike mccarthy from adam but i for a person who was just take, and, and in some yeah. cases justifiably, but when you're the, when you're on the Cowboys, it's always overstated. Right. Every coach makes mistakes. We notice it when it's him. Every quarterback has bad days, even bad years. We overly notice it because it was them. So I'm kind of rooting for them yeah. beyond that. Let me ask you one more thing. Hembo twice on this program suggested he thinks that the Bears are close to a place where they may give up on the notion that Justin Fields is ever going to be whatever it is you yeah. might want him to be. Are you? I think Justin Fields hopes they are, or he should. I think that they have, uh, they've ruined any opportunity they had of Justin Fields being a successful quarterback in the NFL. If there is a chance for Justin Fields, it's going to be somewhere else. I look around the league at a place like Atlanta, would love to have Justin Fields. Something like that, him in a system like that would be incredible. And the reason why I, I, I say that is, He's not without talent. All these games that I watch that we say he's bad, I can cherry-pick the same way that we cherry-picked his bad plays, and they were bad. I'm not defending them. I can cherry-pick some incredible throws. He threw the ball really well, as he always has, in the deep to intermediate areas. And we talk about their play calling. It's been garbage since he got there. The reason why we were excited when they got rid of Nagy is like, well, maybe they'll put an offense, they'll have a coach who builds an offense around them. And still, they're having him do the things that he doesn't do well. Throw short passes. He doesn't do that well. They don't have design runs. Like, that's the best. Last year, all of his highlights, just about all of his highlights was him running through the defense, outrunning cornerbacks. And now they're like, no, sit back in the pocket. And it's not even because he can't sit in the pocket. He can. But it changes the dynamics once he does it one time. Do it one time. The defense will never play man-to-man again. The, the pass rushers will rush a little bit more, uh, a little bit more slowly. They'll be concerned about all, all those things impact the defense. And also, don't call the same play three times in a row. They are killing this man. And so I don't want to make it seem like he's not good. But the point that I always make, and it's not a coincidence to me, I wonder if Hembo would back me up on this. But I've been making this point for 10-plus years quarterbacks in the NFL need time to develop. 
whether it's if you put them on the bench to develop or if you give them support that allows them to develop, that's what they need. And that's why there's not a coincidence that all the best quarterbacks in football, with the exception of maybe Joe Burrow, who's been injured a ton of times, all the best quarterbacks in football came into good situations first. And you know the ones who failed? They came into bad situations first. He came into a bad situation. So while other quarterbacks might be using this time to develop and learn new things, he's running for his damn life. That's why he still looks like a rookie, because he's never really had a rookie year with any reasonable support. So he's still good. In another situation, I would be salivating if I was one of these other teams who have a reasonable structure and a smart offensive coach. Please, please trade me Justin Fields or let him become a free agent. Let me pause on that thought because I'm up against a break. I want to see what Hembo's response is as we continue in a moment. You're listening to Greeny on ESPN Radio. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Greeny, the podcast. Did you want to make a quick point about Mahomes? I did. So if I were producing the Bears-Chiefs game on Sunday, the first thing I would do in the opening vignette is show the Bears in 2017 passing on Patrick Mahomes, taking Mitchell Trubisky, fast-forwarding to the fact that they're now on their second quarterback that they've ruined since then, while Mahomes got to sit a year, go into a ready-made situation, and has effectively become the best quarterback in NFL history. There could be no better juxtaposition between the right way to handle a young quarterback and the wrong way to handle a young quarterback than those two teams in that, in that game. Well, that's, that's a great point, and I would add to it that Justin Fields was an infinitely better prospect than Patrick Mahomes was. Yeah. Infinitely better. That sounds silly to say now, but he was. He was the number one high school player in his class ahead of Trevor Lawrence. He was the number two player in college football overwhelmingly the entire time he was there. He was infinitely more highly thought of than Mahomes. Mahomes was like a quarterback whose record, I think, was 500 at Texas Tech. And basically, no one was even talking about him until we started going through all the draft stuff and the combine. And all of a sudden, you're hearing from Mel Kuyper and all these stories. And I'm like, was that the, wasn't his father a pitcher? Like, I remember having that conversation. Now he's the best player ever. So the circumstance does mean everything. I mean not to take anything from Patrick Mahomes. He is great, and he'd likely be good. 
no matter where you put him. However, he would not have been the quarterback that he is. If, he, if you remember, the team that he took over was a championship contender with Alex Smith yeah, before. For and sure. then he jumped in, and we were like, oh, this is the best team in football. Jumping off sides was the only thing that kept them from getting to and probably winning their first Super Bowl his first year as a starter. And that, like, this is a thing that I continue to say. But if you look around the league, you can't find me the quarterback who came into, who's, who's become great. And he came into one of these awful situations. Right. More quarterbacks are ruined than developed in football. Neeks, you show what to do. Well, let's talk about it very quickly. Oh, What's the podcast? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Dominique Foxworth Show. Yeah, you can get it on all your podcast things. And you can also, if you want to watch it, get on YouTube because I look sexy. Sexy. Yeah, mm. I, I, I noticed you went to, the, you had the one button open and then so, you went to two buttons open. Yeah, that's because it was getting hot in here. So I had two buttons originally because I had determined that this was going to be a sexy Tuesday. Uh-huh. But mm. our, our tech people were like, hey, the microphone is getting too far from your mic. You got to button up a button. And so I listened and then I realized, who can Here's what I'm saying when I look like this. If you don't hear it, that's all right. You can feel it when you when you look like this. So always go two buttons, maybe three. I might go full Lou Riddick, go all the way down to three buttons. It's on the a good opposite thing he side, hasn't been on the whole show because that thing would be coming off by the end. <laughs> well, the opposite side of it is that Hembo oh, yeah. has. What is that shirt called? A Henley. This is a Henley. Yeah. A Henley. A Henley. I, I think once upon a time it was a pajama top. <laughs> Right? Isn't that what, like, if you go back and watch, like, I Love Lucy, Fred slept in that. It does look Buttoned like. Buttoned all the way to the top. So like earlier that. in the show, when you said, if some hypothetical person on Twitter criticized my clothing not to pay attention to them. Right. I should be paying attention to you. Right. Because I have your best interest at heart. You look like a doofus. Yeah. I mean, it's kind of like a, a 49er at bedtime. That's what it feels like. It's like you, were, you spent the day panning the river for gold, and now you're going to lay down. It does. It looks like you should, you should have overalls on over it. <laughs> Are we done here? Yeah, we're done here. All right, let's do one question to finish up the day. I have only one question. So Hembo's got one question about a bunch of teams that have started the season at 2-0, and Nick and I will answer them as many as we have time for before we wrap it up. Go. Is there any unit in the NFL right now that you trust more than the Cowboys' defense? No. No, there's no unit that I trust more than based on what we've seen so far. There are players that get me excited and get me interested. But as I think about it, no one's been more impressive than the Cowboys defense in these first two weeks. Are they definitively better than the 49ers defense? Like, but, but, yeah, They're fair. really good too, right? Yeah. I'm, I'm just trying to think of who else you might even consider. There's yeah. nobody's offense I trust that much. No. I mean, you could potentially just say Patrick Mahomes because he's Patrick Mahomes. But yeah, what they've done so far doesn't give you that type of confidence. But yeah, you could throw the 49ers defense in that conversation also. But what they've done hasn't been as impressive. No, I think that is the answer. I have only one question. Are Philly's ugly wins more a reflection of how good they actually are or predictive of future losses? What's the answer to that? Yeah, I mean, it, ugly wins, wins are wins when you're a team that's a championship contender. I'm not concerned about Philly long term. So, yeah, I think whatever the first one was. My, I, Mike Tomlin said after the game last <laughs> night, I'm not going to apologize for winning, which is a great line and it's a great quote. I mean, they're, they're 2-0. and Every team in the NFL would love to have their problems. That said, they don't look as crisp, but they just don't look quite as good as they did a year ago. Yeah, but they have time. When you get two wins... That buys you time to get right, so I'm not worried about them. They'll be okay. They also have, like, this long, you know, they played Thursday, so they got a little extra time. Who do they play this week? I don't have it in front of me. They play uh, Tampa on Monday night. So they have, like, a, like almost two weeks yeah. between games. I, I think they're going to be fine. I still think, 
It's a two-horse race. The, the NFC East, to me, I think is still too close to call. I have only one question. Speaking of the NFC East, I'm thinking about playing Washington at plus 210 to make the playoffs. That's the yes-no. Should I play it? Is Washington making the playoffs? Mm, I live in Washington, and I watched the game recently with a couple of Washington fans who predicted that the Hail Mary would be caught, and then they started <laughs> laughing when it was caught because they said, that's us. Yeah. They're a very Jetsian vibe over there. But the way that they're playing right now is so impressive. I think Eric Bieniemy deserves a lot of credit uh, for turning this offense into something that's formidable. So I think, yeah, the Giants don't seem like they're going to be a problem. Maybe, yeah, the, the plus 250. I'm trying to nice. count seven teams mm-hmm. in the conference that, that, that will get there ahead of them. I like them better than any of those teams in the South. Yeah. Their division is harder, though. I mean, they're not going to – they're going to have a tough time beating – they've got to play Dallas twice and Philly twice. Yeah, that's going to be tough. So that's not going to be easy. So my, my gut feeling is no. If I had to bet on it right now, I'd bet they will not make the playoffs. Do I have time for one more? One more, quick. All right. Is Tua your MVP favorite right now if I told you he was going to play 17 games this season? Um, not my favorite. I'm going Micah Parsons because I'm me biased. too. Okay, me good. too. Good. That's the campaign. Yeah, let's do and it. then we're going to win sixty six hundred bucks if it happens. <laughs> we bet a hundred dollars on it. I mean, what Micah's doing to that defense is incredible. And uh, when I get a chance to rally around a defensive player for MVP, I'm definitely going to do it. Micah for MVP. It's a. It's listen. I'd like to Bubba. I'd like to put together a committee to look into this. And if you have time in your busy schedule, I'd like you to chair that committee. Can't even we, respond to a text. Well, that's right. <laughs> it takes him six days to text the thank you. Yeah, so I'll, I'll get to it, just not right away. Yeah, so maybe Micah will be the MVP five years from now. Have a wonderful day. We'll see you tomorrow on ESPN Radio. Thanks for listening to Greeny the Podcast. You can listen live each weekday morning at 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio. Or... Watch the show through the Watch tab on the ESPN app. Also catch Greeny on Get Up, weekday mornings at 8 on ESPN, and also available wherever you get your podcast. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today.